0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Shall we begin? (laughs) Expecto Patronum!
1: Everything I try to do, people turn against me. I'm a hundred feet tall. These people are pygmies.
0: Here they are. The Rebel Alliance.
1: New Gen Royce. We have a song to sing. Do you want to talk about what happened?
0: BFM 89.9, it is 7.38 and you're listening to Popcorn Culture, it is Supercut. You are with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin and together we are following up from last week's best films of 2023. I, I said repeatedly at the time that we're not doing TV and I felt like I had to because last year was also actually a really rather good year for television and so we wanted to make sure that we gave it its due. And so today we're focusing on what we're roughly calling TV, but what we really mean non-film, right? Because show, <laughs> streaming, whatever it might be. Um, tell us what are the best shows that you watched in twenty twenty three. Let us know. You can WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine
1: double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Have we actually pa- gotten past the point where TV shows is already an outdated term? It is, right? It now. is. It, has to it be. actually yeah. entirely Sorry, is. Sorry, I didn't mean to go down that philosophical path. But no, as you lo- said it, I suddenly was like, oh, yeah. No, that's why they don't call it TV mm, shows Because you can watch it on a phone. You yes. can watch. It. Yeah, okay. What well, do they call it? So it's called shows. Shows. The shows. shows. Mm. Yeah.
2: That makes sense.
1: And I mean, that show is a show that we don't really talk about at all, is it? Succession. I mean, what is that? Oh, that's its name. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> that Logan guy. something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Logan Ray.
2: <laughs> Logan Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Um Succession I think is the Oppenheimer of TV. So last week we spoke about how Oppenheimer shouldn't have been as successful as it was, right? Like it's so it's dry, it's monotonous, the subject matter isn't as exciting as people think it is. Um I think that's Succession but on on as a show on TV, right? Um it has no business being that intriguing or exciting. It has no business having that much suspense. Um it's a bunch of board meetings and people like voting. Awful people. Awful people <laughs> having votes of confidence in like very sterile corporate offices. And for some reason, we spent season after season and then the final season um, watching if someone would get like a swanky office. Like on paper, that sounds like the worst show. And that who you could gets pitch. a
1: slightly less swanky office and has to go back to their mansion with no title. Who has money? Yeah,
0: yeah. Who, who, has, has, who yeah. still
1: has money? Who gets a little less money this year? Yeah, yeah. but
0: having said that, we're not just talking about succession. We're talking about succession as it closed, right? Um, mm. And... Because each season ratcheted up the the dramatic, I wouldn't say, because the the stakes were high from the beginning. From the very beginning, you know that it's a question of who is going to inherit, who is going to take over, who is going to continue legacy, all these different things, and they're all awful. Um, And so you knew all along that uh, that the final season was going to have to do this, that it was going to have to do something. Um, And I think what I admire so much about Succession is that not only did it maintain a high level of quality every season but that its final season is maybe its its best or at least that it has some of its best episodes because there are episodes and scenes that I think of in season four where I'm pretty sure I didn't do anything more than shallow breathe for for 60 minutes Mm. or, or it felt like I didn't breathe by the end of it I was taking gulps of oxygen because it just felt so tense and I was relieved that it was over.
1: Well, so the Which Golden... is not a ringing endorsement, I, I recognise, <laughs> but it's really good. Well, the Golden Globes just happened, right? And I must say, I was so thrilled. I mean, so it won Best Drama, but it also won uh, an award for Sarah Snook, an award for Kieran Culkin, an award for Matthew McFadden. And I wanted to bring that up because I think part of the reason why these awful, awful people are so great to spend time with is because of the actors. Um, Brian Cox, who didn't win, but only because Kieran Culkin won. Um, It's just amazing to watch these Shakespearean sort of storylines being played out across a story that is partly quite ridiculous, but on the other hand, actually, emotionally, though, so strong because um, Kieran Culkin, who plays Roman, is actually my favourite character on the show. Roman is ridiculous, but also so deeply sad. And a show that manages to do that knife's edge, right, of keeping you engaged... For a storyline that you actually shouldn't find relatable but you do, such a good show. I'm 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 sad. I miss it that it's not yeah. around anymore. Yeah,
2: I miss it, but I also don't want any more. Same. It's it's so perfect as a show that I, I don't I, want any more of Succession.
0: I want to rewatch quite badly, yes. though. I have mm. to say that every time I hear clips of the show or I hear people reference, you know, hog on the floor or just any of the classic slash awful moments of, uh, basically, you know what I want to rewatch. I just want to rewatch Shiv and Roman slapping each other in a hospital. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I just want to start there and then go all the way through till the end because it's such a good show. I mean, look, we could dedicate the next 90 minutes, frankly, to dissecting. Like, actually, this oh, yeah, is a Oh yeah, that's success- not what we're doing. Yeah, sadly, yeah, sadly. right? Yeah. I, because otherwise, I actually think succession might be head and shoulders
1: over the rest um, for last year, to me personally. Well... We were going to pick our favourites later. Um, For me, only one show did slightly better than Succession. And even then, it's such a different kind of show that maybe I wouldn't even think of them in the same way. Same, I think we're
2: thinking of the same
1: show, possibly. possibly. We're, going to, um, we're, we're leaving it suspenseful till later, yeah.
2: Just like Succession
0: <laughs> yes. and all,
2: all of its episodes.
0: <laughs> well, um, just to say that again, we're asking you what was your favorite show from last year from 2023. You can WhatsApp 018 tweet us at BFM Radio, and Nadir is already saying Succession, uh, followed by The Bear which we're going to talk
1: about quite a bit later, Beef and White Lotus. That is a strong list. Um, I had to look this up because White Lotus Season 2, I think, was actually the end of 2022 and not 2023. Mm. But regardless, actually, White Lotus Season 2 was so good.
2: And they followed that up with The Last of Us, right? In January of last year. Yeah. Or the back-to-back thing. Okay, Mm. okay, makes sense.
0: Um, But also, okay... um, Actually, you know what we can save we can save the uh, discussions of the others for later. I, I will say though that we don't have a clip of beef. and so maybe we can talk about that because I dropped off after I wanna say episode three and it's one of those shows where I recognize its quality. I get it. you know the, the acting is top notch. the soundtrack's good. Um, Stephen Yoon singing creep. Is it Creep? I think so. What radio hit song was it? Um, Hmm. You know, in church, that one? Yes, yes. So there are all these, you know, moments from the show that I recognize. But it was so
1: nauseatingly stressful that I just could not keep going. The Beef is a really, really good show. I just don't think I'll re watch it. I'm not even sure if I'm still particularly interested in it anymore, even though I was deeply engaged while I was watching it. And I still think the performances were great.
2: So I, I like that show a lot. right? But I think this also opens up the conversation of, um, I think this is proof that the binge drop doesn't work as mm. well as the weekly That's drop. That's exactly
1: it. Yes. Right?
2: I, I don't remember much of Beef. Uh, I remember liking the show, but I watched it over like a weekend, like three days tops. And I can, I hardly remember the plot. See, when you said that he, he sang Creep, I... I yeah, haven't... both
0: of you looked blank and you both finished the show. Yeah. So I knew he sang. I couldn't remember the song. Even though it was going all all over social media yeah. at the time, I remember that. Yeah,
2: I, I don't remember him singing a song at all in any scene <laughs> until you said it. Um, and I think, like, you know, having like a like a pop culture footprint or having like a retaining memory footprint, um, the weekly drop just works so much better. Like, when we're ranking like favorite shows of the year or, or remembering what we enjoyed, um, the binge thing for some reason doesn't
0: doesn't compute. Succession was destination television, right? Like, yes, like it was that TV, yes, destination that old-fashioned TV. notion. Of of, well, okay, for us, it was Monday morning, 9am,
1: which is not really the right time so to watch. So really, Monday night is when yes, I watched it. Yes, the so um, worst day to watch anything. I know, on, yeah. especially yeah. a show about rich people being awful. No, and, and in, the morning, yeah.
0: in the morning, it's just not <laughs> happening. But um, I do remember every, thinking that, okay, you have to watch Succession either Monday at night or you just have to avoid the internet because there was just no way around it. And the last season was very spoilable.
1: Mm. Yes. It, in fact, it's it's probably the only thing after Game of Thrones that has that quality. Don't go on the internet until you've watched it. Yeah, yeah. People will be putting um, like Headlines a Headlines will spoil
0: it for you. Yes. Yeah. yes. Um, so to come back to HBO, though, and our next clip. So I also dropped off this show. I feel like I'm admitting <laughs> a lot of, you know, moments that I just decided not for me. So beef, I left. Um, House of the Dragon also. I stopped halfway and I mean, I get it. It's a good show. Um I I don't know. I it just wasn't something that I felt like I wanted to watch.
1: House of the Dragon, um, I feel like for me because also it's an early year show, so it feels like I watched it ages ago. The only thing that has stuck with me and that I really actually think about constantly is Paddy Considine and his story arc and his performance, right? a very show, sad performance. Oh, he mm. was brilliant. Um, I'm so sad that he didn't actually get any awards unless I missed them, but I don't think he did. Um, but I feel like I would go back on that train. I would definitely watch the next season of House of the Dragon. But at the same time, I'm not emotionally attached to it anymore.
2: Oh, that's so interesting because I, I love House of the Dragon. Um, and I don't know if that's because I didn't hate the final season of Game of Thrones mm. or I don't have any strong emotions for the final season of Game of Thrones. I'm like, it, it was what it was. I enjoyed it. Um, I, I really like House of the Dragon. I'm super looking forward to the second season summer this year, right? It's coming out like middle of the year. Yes. Um, but also that's another thing. I, I think if I had binged House of the Dragon, it would have been too much. Like it's not a bingeable show just by no, design. No, not
1: at all. And, and even. The, the growth of um, Paddy Considine's character. Mm. I can't remember his name. Um, Viserys? Viserys. Viserys, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Viserys' character, watching it at a go would have been so much. But you having that like week-to-week gap really let the character grow on you.
0: You can't k- just keep doing leeches every week you know it it, it would be a little bit rough Um, but okay we're going to be hearing a little bit of House of the Dragon but let us know we're talking about the best shows of last year it was a pretty stacked list um, and we've got clips we've got our own favourites but we want to know yours what was your favourite show from last year you can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio Rhaenyra's succession will be challenged. Knives will come out. War is afoot. Do you think the realm will ever accept me as their queen? A woman would not inherit the Iron Throne. Because that is the order of things. When I'm queen, I will create a new order.
1: Have you never imagined yourself on the Iron Throne? Best flipping moments. BFM
2: 89.9, The Business Station.
0: This is coming from a place of wanting to start fresh and clean. This is going to be a destination spot. We drafted a quick term sheet. We need more money.
1: Will you turn that thing off, please? How's that not making you insane? I don't mind it. It's a
0: facelift, it's not a gut. Bear, it is a facelift and a
2: gut going to take six months to open
0: to six months
2: that's being what confident cocky crazy
1: still thinking chaos menu
0: yeah chaos menu but um thoughtful Ugh, gross we need like a reset BFM 89.9 at 7.50 and you're listening to Popcorn Culture Supercut with Lynn and arvin and together we're talking about our favourite shows of 2023. So if we started by waxing lyrical about succession, because is this the last time? That might be the last time. I, I, well, we'll bring it up in future, but you know, now it's Emmy season and it's season four. Anyway, okay. um, the other show that we've gone on and on and on about and that it's felt very gratifying when people said oh I watched this because of you guys it's The Bear Season 2 I mean
1: The Bear Season 2 is my favourite show of 2023 We I'm should I'm have played some Taylor Swift
0: I feel I feel like we missed a trick <laughs> by not doing Swifty
1: But I think it's because, right, there's so much about this show, the show, the best comedy of 2023, as some would call it, um, that is so deeply difficult to watch. And then you have a, an episode like Richie and Taylor Swift or um, Richie and the pizza or whatever, right? or Richie and just anything, really. Um, and I find myself thinking back to the bear, especially season two, very, very often and wanting to just watch certain parts of it, remembering how certain characters reacted and um, there are very few shows, I think, that keep you wanting more, but also wanting to revisit and feel like you're going to discover new things. And that's what I really love about The Bear.
2: So when I was thinking about like uh, streaming services and platforms that put out good shows in a year, right, I was thinking <coughs> HBO has to be king of putting on good content, like prestige shows. And then like look at the heavyweights of last year, like The Last of Us and Succession um, and House of the Dragon. The only outlier, I think... <coughs> or the only actual challenger to HBO's prestige is The Bear. And I think like that title alone, like that show alone could compete with anything that HBO puts out. It's so it's so visually powerful, but it's also such um I don't know, there's no other show like it. There's no that that kinetic sort of that energy, the pace, the characters, the dialogue. There's no other show like it.
0: But also the way it's shot and celebrates Chicago, right? Because mm. there are entire episodes in this in what can be otherwise quite a claustrophobic season because it's focused on really the opening of a restaurant. Um, But there are these scenes that kind of celebrate Chicago and Chicago's food and, and there's just a... I think there's a real beauty and care to the way the show is done. And also every once in a while, they flex. So while they... On a regular day, their episodes are already at a very high level. Sometimes they just decide, you know what? I'm going to do Seven Fishes. I'm just going to do that. I'm just going to pull it out and and that's what you get. Um, Or I'm just going to do a Richie-centric episode and it's going to be a bottle episode about this one character. And you know what? It will follow the previous best episode of the season. (laughs) And you know what? This is just what I do now. And you're like, oh, okay. You know, really flexing, really showing what the... what the show's
1: talent is capable of. And going back to that notion of what is TV or what is TV shows, I think what the bear really understands, actually, is the bear a weekly drop or a collective drop? I can't remember now. So weekly drop. It is, right? Yeah. Yes, because how could that Thanksgiving episode have been a part of a binge? I really don't know. Oh God, I binged it. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and yeah. and I felt I felt okay about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but but the thing about the bear is that actually it makes such a good case for the weekly watch, right? Because you want to spend time with these characters, you want to let their stories grow on you, um, and even just the the food. I love the way. Season two talks about the food scene, and even for that, like you want to kind of spend your evening with the show, not watch seven episodes over a weekend and then forget about it.
2: No, and also there's always that fear of like escalation from season one to season two, right? So they had such a solid, we call it like a perfect season of Mm. of TV, Mm. Um, such a perfect show, and then they say season two is coming out, and then obviously you're gonna be worried about, you know, what are they gonna do? Who are they gonna introduce? What kind of character arcs are they gonna attempt? And they did it so well. Like there were one of two nitpicks like like I like I personally had with the show. I thought they introduced a couple of things that were unnecessary to season two. But overall, that it's so clean, the escalation from one to two and how they build on people and characters and storylines. It's so, so clean that I know people use the word masterclass loosely and it's like cliche, but it is a masterclass in TV storytelling of, of how to follow up a perfect season.
0: Speaking of seasons and and thinking about it in those terms, Anon says, my favourite show took a gap year. I'm looking forward to The Boys Mm -hmm. Season 4.
1: So am I. I've been watching Gen V, uh, which actually is surprisingly enjoyable. So it's made me miss um, The Boys quite a bit.
2: I stopped at Boys Season 1. I know. I I think I've mentioned this. I'm the only
1: Boys fan in this room.
0: Actually, I don't know why I never started. I blame the platform for uh, general kind of lack of publicity. So when, when The Boys happened, I didn't know it was happening. I was rewatching The Office on Amazon Prime and not using it for anything well, else. Well I'm a
1: fan and I didn't know Gen V was a thing until someone in the office casually mentioned it to me.
0: Mm. Hmm. So, so I, I think that it requires a certain amount of um self starterness. But I, I am always excited to hear from people who are excited
1: for the next season of something because that's a nice feeling. Um, I'm so excited for the next season of The Bear Um, it ended on such a such a high high slash low (laughs) I won't say I'm trying not to spoil such a such a knife edge that I want (laughs) to know what
2: happens but super on brand with The Bear like super super on brand
1: um
0: are they happy? Or are they sad? You know, at any <laughs> given moment, things can really shift. James says, "My favorite TV show from last year would be The Fall of the House of Usher. Remember to check it out if you like horror, great sto- storytelling, and great actors. Have to binge watch once you start."
1: So I've been so interested to see this because it's Mike Flanagan. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've I'm saved so it. I, same, same. Because Midnight Club made me cry, uh, and then I've I thought I'd wait. I'm going to
2: but I'm waiting. Same, it's been on like the watch list for the for the longest time. But people also say it's very stressful and I don't know mm. I don't know when I should do that to myself. So
0: there are so many things about it that I like, you know, it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um mm. it's got all that beautiful Edgar Allan Poe thing going for it, Mike Flanagan, but I am so frightened and every time it it popped up on on the front screen I thought, "Oh, Oh, some other time. Goodbye, mm-hmm. you know. But but thank you, James, um, for the reminder. All right. So for our next clip, we have a show that, again, we kind of wax lyrical about. I think it's a near-perfect season as well.
1: And it's kind of underrated. It's Shrinking because Shrinking was so funny and so good and so sweet. I think Shrinking is actually a perfect first season. Um, and I'm really kind of nervous about what second season is going to be. And it's also one of the, it's the show that I've recommended to the most number of people in the last year. So actually, when I spoke about
2: escalation for the band, shrinking is what I was thinking about. I'm I'm very skeptical about season two, uh, because of how season one ended.
0: Yeah, because it it's um, bringing it to a different level, right? Mm, yeah. Like it it's a bringing, bigger world. Yes, the tension yeah. to a bigger level, which we
2: don't need, honestly. Mm. I I, I watch that show for Harrison Ford. Like I don't care about anything else. Like I couldn't care less about anything else. Honestly, that man, he's brilliant in the show. He's he's awesome, and he's on like a quote unquote TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't as long as he has enough screen time in this. Second season, I think I'll still enjoy it as much as the first season.
0: I'm excited for it. That's a show with a lot of charisma going for mm-hmm. it. It's strange mm-hmm. because every performer is super charismatic and everything's mm-hmm. just very fun. It's a great sitcom. Um, okay, so that's shrinking coming up. Let us know what was your favorite show of 2023. You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Just a bit, yeah.
1: Oh, hey, Paul, I'm worried about you, kid. i mean grieving her. You've been numbing. Stop. You're doing sad face. This is just face. I have
0: resting dead wife face. <laughs> he just kept on going on and on about how dumb I am, but he loves me.
1: Your husband is emotionally abusive. He's not working on it. He doesn't intend to just leave him. Okay. I think I can help people if I get my hands a little bit dirtier. Sounds so unethical. You're just going to burn down your career and take me with you. Coin flip? Get out of here. Burning for more. BFM 89.9 The Business Station. Why bother going on? You keep going for family. I'm not family.
0: No. Your cargo. Okay. If I'm taking you with me, you do what
1: I say when I say it. If you've come this far. Then you know what's out there.
0: You're not gonna scare us. You scared him. BFM 89.9, it's 8.08. And this is Supercut with Lynn Shamla and Arvin. And together we're talking about the best shows of 2023. So far, we've talked about Succession, House of the Dragon, The Bear and Shrinking. And now we come to another real heavy hitter. uh, One that occupied so much attention for a significant part of the year. And that is HBO's adaptation
1: of The Last of Us. I think it's a mark of how long the last year felt. And I actually forgot The Last of Us only came out in 2023. Um, and because it came out in January, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but looking back, it was such a highlight. I love the show so much. And this is as somebody who has absolutely no attachment to the game and was very skeptical that I would like it. Um I still think back. I've rewatched that one particular episode so many times, the strawberry episode. Um, and I Episode can, three. Episode three, mm-hmm. yeah. But I can also imagine going back and rewatching, even though I still remember how you freaked me out so much that I... Lynn, you freaked me out so much by telling me how scary the first episode I was. I didn't say scary. I, yeah. I said
0: that there are body horror
1: yes, specific yes, things. Yes, that, that I put so it off for quite horror. a while before yeah. I, I watched. And then I was like, oh, okay, maybe all this prepared me for it. So
2: The Last of Us gave us so much, right? Um, memes and content um, and amazing, amazing, amazing episodes. and Exposing
0: so many people to what a clicker is. To what mm-hmm. a clicker
2: is. Um, but if, if for nothing else, La, um, I think we should thank The Last of Us for putting Pedro Pascal in the mainstream limelight. Oh my gosh. Limelight.
1: Pedro uh, Pascal is punk.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he's... become a thing. A thing. Because he was around for so long. He's been in movies and TV shows for so, so long. Um, And even as the Mandalorian, he didn't reach this sort of status. And now he's like main eventer, mainstream, out there, you know, one of the hottest celebrities of 2023, probably 2024 sort of thing. So that shows to thank the Last of Us did all that and you know if you take away all its trophies that's the one trophy that I don't think anyone can remove
0: So okay this this brings me to the point okay actually let's finish talking about Last of Us first because I have a separate point that I want to bring up in relation to it but Last of Us is I think kind of interesting because even as a non-gamer the hype around it was so great that I knew going into it that that it was a big deal. Uh, I knew people were super, super excited, that uh, the game itself was very high quality, that people loved it. So I had a fair amount of, I guess, background information going into it. And uh, in retrospect, thinking about the show as a whole, I, I think, okay, so in terms of quality, I think there's a reason why none of us have picked it as top-top right? Um, so for each of us, it's something different. For me, it's Succession. Uh, for Sharmila, it's The Bear. And for Arvin, it's coming up. So so we'll get to it when we get to it. But uh, none of us picked it for our ultimate top pick. And I think it's because the entertainment value of watching it was so great. The production value was super high. You're watching it week on week, you need to know what's going to happen next. You, you don't know which story they're going to move forward. Um, and so the experience of watching it was fantastic. When I think about it in retrospect, though, there are maybe only, I want to say, I think half the season was very, very strong. I, I remember those super clearly. And then there are actually episodes where I've forgotten about half of what happened within them.
1: Yes, I can't tell whether that's because again time. Yeah. Uh, and because we watch so many things these days that sometimes I actually genuinely just space out on what I've watched even though I remember thinking they were really really good. Um I think it is also partly that with The Last of Us there were individual things about it I liked a lot and 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 as you say Lynn some episodes were very very strong and then especially towards the later half of the season I felt like a couple of episodes were not the strongest. I felt like they were doing things because they had to move the
0: story forward yes. and they were compressing. Yeah. And you know, There's a lot of stuff in there.
1: Um, I will say, though, that um, looking back at the shows we've picked, one of the things that really stands out for me, whether it's Succession, whether it's The Bear, whether it's House of the Dragon, or particularly for The Last of Us, the... Um, mid-season or somewhere along the line the one standout episode that you can't get out of your mind is actually such a thing and it's also a feature of the weekly drop it's not a feature of a binge watch
2: also with last of us it's funny because last of us um i remember it as in a way like a movie so i cannot differentiate Ah, yes yes that's that's true yeah yeah Yeah. um maybe because it's a game Maybe because it's a game. Yeah. So it's very much like focused on, on the two leads. Um, and because I played the game, I think I remember it as comparisons to the game. So I remember scenes and then I'm like, oh, I remember this from the show. And then I remember what the scene looked like in the video game. I Other than episode three, I cannot tell the episodes apart. So they all mesh into Me like, a, like a blur, mm, mm. Um, that are like a whole show that's resting on the shoulders of the, the two leads, um, Joel and Ellie.
0: And then I remember things like, oh, the museum scene, mm. oh, the giraffe scene. And, and I have those kinds of memories, um, but I don't necessarily recall even where they were at that point in time. Um, I, I might place things wrongly. And yeah, I, I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up because it's kind of interesting uh, retrospective. Retrospectively, kind of looking back at things. The other thing is, how important is the
1: internet when it comes to people thinking that shows are good? These days, I Ooh. think quite important. Um, I only started watching Last of Us. Okay, so if you guys weren't features in my life, I feel like I would have only started watching The Last of Us because of the hype. Because otherwise, I probably, okay, like maybe Pedro Pascal, because I actually really <laughs> like him. Um, but Otherwise, I probably would not have watched it. I would have thought it was a game adaptation. Why would I? But because how much people seem to love it, that's why I started watching it.
2: That's how I feel about The Bear because there's mm. zero marketing locally, right? Like, it's not on anything. And, and because I kept hearing mm. about it on, on social media um, and on review, like, you know, re- review channels that I watch, then I'm like, where can I watch this? Uh, how do I access it? Then I found out it's on, it's on Disney Plus. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's just give it a shot. But if not for the internet, there's no way I'm like watching the bear.
0: It is at this point that I want to bring up. Um, firstly, I agree. I think that the internet and um, meme culture and just people kind of, Stealing, you know, it's that thing people like to do of um, of taking a video of the start of a movie or the middle of a movie in the for the ability to post it on social media, which I find deeply annoying because don't take your phone out in a cinema. But hmm. um, but I think the fact that people can do it all the time at home means that you do also have people going like "lol" and then they just put something a, a clip <laughs> yeah. of a moment up, and you go, "What the heck is that?" And so yeah, the internet extends shows lives in any any number of ways. I am here, so I've I've banged on so much about Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, I'm moving on, um, to talk about Slow Horses
1: because, <laughs> no, because listen... The I other show that the two of us haven't watched. No, no,
0: I, but that is also kind of widely loved and people say is good and I will tell you is good. Um, but I think that there's something to be said about, about that, about how um, popularity and, or rather, how many shows, despite being really expensive despite looking really good despite being really high quality the sheer amount of stuff available to us nowadays means that a lot of stuff
1: goes um, under the radar quite easily Oh, I was going to say actually to add on to that, definitely because I kept hearing about people talking about slow horses, um, and actually didn't realize we could get it here, um, and I thought it was on I don't know Peacock or something. But to add on to that, there are also some really great shows that I wish we got and we don't um, because they belong on particular streaming platforms uh, like Poker Face. I've really wanted to watch Poker Face, Reservation Dogs. People have been talking about for months now, and That's I've been wanting Digny to watch. That's Disney Plus, it. I think. Is it? Mm. Which one? Reservation Dogs? Reservation Dogs. You're joking. Yeah, I think I, I'm, so I'm, I'm back pretty on sure. The streaming platform should promote their shows thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm well, very sure it's there. I know what I'm going to watch soon.
2: Yeah, I, I've also wanted to watch that, but it's been like like you said, there's so much to catch up on, mm. right? Um, I'm on the other end of that spectrum also in terms of um, I started watching a show because I saw a trailer for it before another show on Apple, um, Platonic.
1: <laughs> yes, the, yes, which is the, and then I watched it because you said it was good. Yeah, yeah, which
2: is the most traditional, conventional way to start watching something. You see a trailer on on ad for the show, and then you're like, oh, I'll check that out. This is the 1990s all over again, you know?
0: <laughs> Isn't it weird though? Um, when you consider that uh, Platonic has Rose Byrne and is Seth Seth Rogen Rogen? Mm -hmm. Um, and then Slow Horses has Gary Oldman and so we're seeing movie stars coming into shows. Harrison Ford's in Trinking they're all on Apple. I don't mean to ding (laughs) Apple Apple has very good shows actually it's just that I don't know people locally don't seem to watch it as much but um, it's weird that we're in such a saturation of content that Big movie stars, legitimately big movie stars are making their way to the small screen and people still miss the shows.
1: No, and, and because there's absolutely no marketing. It's not like there are uh, billboards on, I don't know, the highway about shrinking for me to know that it's a good show, right? Honestly, I wouldn't have started watching it if I think you are when you were talking about shrinking uh, because I actually miss a lot of the marketing on Apple. I rarely, I rarely kind of get ads for it. Um, and sometimes I think, oh, this show, we probably don't get it here only to realise, no, actually it's there on Prime or it's there on Apple.
2: It's um, it's one of the the issues I have. So at Apple, I, I check from time to time simply because they allow you to rent movies. So that's that's like my gateway. And then I'm like, oh, is this available? Oh, look at this show that I haven't checked out yet. Um, I feel that way about Prime. Like every time I go to Prime, I see a movie that I've wanted to watch yes, for months. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's been there for months also. And I'm like, when did this show up? Why is there not a single ad on anything telling me that this is on Prime? But... I think it's the it's the Netflix dominance, right? It's just yes, that, that's
0: very true as well. Yeah. Mm. Netflix is
2: like a quote unquote monopoly, I think.
0: So. Um let us know. Favourite show of 2023. You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Siddharth says, Hi guys, how are y'all? I'm going on tangent with uh, on tangent with some of this. Sorry, it's going to be long. So the top five disappointing in no particular order. There's actually more than five. I'm just going to tell everybody first up. So I Carly was always a fan of the OG, but something about this doesn't feel right. I'm glad it ended. Uh, on the other hand, 1889 said it was cancelled. Big fan of Dark. Um... The Flash show and movie. The Flash is cursed. Secret Invasion should have been animated and have the OG storyline followed through. Velma, one of the biggest waste of money. Um, terrible show overall with wasted potential. And Ahsoka, big fan of Star Wars Rebels. So this was a huge, shocking disappointment. Uh, so that's actually six already. And then Siddharth goes on to say, Sex Ed was disappointing. I didn't watch Loki. Percy Jackson was okay. So that's to start with disappointing.
1: Oh, well, Loki is worth watching, especially if you liked season one. Um, I've just gotten up to date, at least with the episodes of Percy Jackson that was out. And I must say, I'm really quite enjoying it. Although acknowledging that it's a sort of slightly above middling, but very fun show. So the mention of um Ahsoka, I like because
2: if we were ranking scenes, right? Um I think Ahsoka would have made it into my top five easily. There are so many scenes there that I, I love, love, love um as and, and and it just catered or was like Custom-engineered for my nerd heart, <laughs> those scenes. Um, Long-time Star Wars fan and all. So I, I. But as a, as a whole, I don't think the show worked as much as people wanted it to. Mandalorian Season 3 as well. Um, oh, Lord. So many scenes of Grogu and Mando that I would have picked as top five if we were doing scenes. But again, as a whole season, it was like... Too many lulls in the season, or as many lulls as there were peaks.
0: Episode one was a lull for me, but, but that's <laughs> but that's because I recognize that I missed the secret two point five season, yes. right? Like yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. weird. I don't I don't know about world building. Um, <laughs> Siddharth says now the best shows of twenty twenty three, One Piece, just an actually wholesome rewatchable show. Fan of the anime and manga, so this this just hits right on all that all of those. Uh, number four, Abbott Elementary, wholesome show. I liked showcasing underappreciated teachers. Number three, Last of Us, fan of the game, so obvious banger. Uh, number two, two Netflix anime. Scott Pilgrim takes off as amazing, one of the best animated shows of the decade. Um, I'll also add Invincible, um, half of season two, and blue Eyes Samurai. Um, and number one, The Bear. I love food. Yes. So um, notes, I'm a big Steven Yun fan and beef just disgusted me. I hate mean spirited shows. So I could I
1: gave up after watching half an episode. Okay. So much there that I'm actually excited about. Abel Elementary, firstly, such a great shout. We I love really it. really love it. Yeah, yeah, so much. And season two was was great because you, you kind of see the characters develop and, and grow in ways that you really want them to. I've actually um, I've actually been wanting to watch Blue Eye Samurai so desperately. So this just adds to the excitement. That's on my list. Uh,
2: Scott Pilgrim. I've heard so many good things. That's also on my list. Um, I just want to go back to the the disappointing stuff for a bit. Um, I completely agree about Secret Invasion. Um, if there was one show that dimmed my love for the MCU. You know, I had to think about what Secret
1: Invasion was because I'd forgotten they'd done that show. I, it, just don't watch it. It's
0: only because I remember an eye patch. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's oh, that God. One.
2: That show is so bad.
0: Like, oh. so bad.
2: If we were doing top five worst shows of the year, I think that would be my number one. Gosh, easily.
0: Oh, that's that's, that's bad coming from you. Yeah. you know, easily, that's wow. a damning indictment. Yeah, mm, in many ways. But otherwise, Siddharth, I think that that's actually a um, a great list and one that we have a significant amount of overlap with. In fact, you know what? Let's go to the clip because we have a clip of One Piece and. One Piece. So Siddharth actually said, I didn't read that part, but if you guys don't review, I believe it was Invincible Season 2, I will haunt you. Like when the show returns, I will haunt you. So We're watching um, it and I love it currently. I I plan to watch it. I just haven't gotten around to it, but I loved Invincible. So very excited. But um, I watched it when I was sick. Invincible Season 1. So I think it's coloured how I think about the show. I loved it so much, but I associate it with um, flu... Blanket, uh, porridge. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, but I think just to say that One Piece was the show that this year people haunted us about. Every week, no matter what we reviewed, people would say, when are you doing One Piece? Have you seen One Piece? One Piece is everything. One Piece is life. And so that alone was enough to get me curious enough to watch. I think of the three of us, I was the first one to, to, to watch have watched One it. Piece. Yes. 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 Um, and then I also started haunting because it, it's a very... It's a very fun show. It's an
1: unusually fun show. It's fun. It's actually very sweet. Um, Actually, of almost all the shows that we've done today, it's the only one that is kind of Genuinely uplifting, right? Like it's yeah. fun to watch. It's an adventure. Um, also, big part of why I decided to watch it was the social media buzz. Uh, because initially I kept thinking of it as a in-group fan thing. But then when I saw so many people talking about how much they enjoyed it, I felt like, oh, okay, cool. I want to give this a go. And genuinely enjoyable show. Um also for me, like
2: I've you know hearing about one piece for so long the 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 anime like the the original right um this feels like a good gateway like a like an easy gateway mm. into the thing. I'm not saying I'm gonna watch the to start with the thousand episodes or yeah. thousand eighty eight or whatever it has, but it's a nice um Introduction to what people love so much and people love that show.
0: I, I get it, you know. I didn't mm. expect to get it, but I came away from it thinking, yeah, I also want to be part of the gang. And I feel <laughs> yeah. like genuine affection for them. I also think that it it um it's successful if, as a non-anime, non-manga person, you can get over the wigs and the costumes. Because I actually think yeah. that that's a big stumbling block for a lot of people who are wondering. Do they not change? You know, um, what is this? Why why does everybody look this way? Um, when you actually have to just take it for granted, right? If you're watching something that's an adaptation of a manga or an anime, you just kind of have to roll with it. And with One Piece, you get over it very quickly.
1: I actually didn't mind at all, actually. Partly because I think I went in expecting a fair amount of anime-ness anyway. Um, yeah, I I don't have any... Criticism for the show—it does exactly what it's supposed to do, just right. I was
2: a bit skeptical about how they were gonna bring the anime-ness into a live-action show. Like, how would they convert that, right? But they do, um, and they do so well. So like, earnestly. Like, so earnestly, like yeah. people actually stretch. You know, <laughs> like people actually like become elastic.
1: And I was like, oh. Gum gum whip. <laughs> yeah. <you laughs> all like have body parts that all like disengage and fly yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But that's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And you just roll with it. Um,
0: okay. So we're going to hear a bit of One Piece. Let us know what is your favorite show of 2023. You can WhatsApp 018 789 8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Ever since I was a kid, the sea's been calling. So, I'm setting out to follow my dreams. All I need is a loyal crew. And I think together we'd make a pretty good team. I don't work for you. I'm sensing a little bit of tension amongst the crew. Not Not a a crew. We haven't sailed together for very long, but I know we've got each other's backs.
1: Bright, formidable media. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
0: Wow, time slipping. Wait, can you fix that? No, it's impossible to time slip in the TVA.
1: I've been pulled through time.
0: Whatever we do, we're playing God.
1: We are God's. How do you choose? Who lives and who dies?
0: You better run!
1: War is on its way. Come on, you're the god of mischief. Always have been. Always will be.
0: A little over the top, don't you think? BFM 89.9, it's 8.28. You're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn Sharmila and Arvin. And we're doing the last of our semi-throwback supercuts because we did Best Movies last week of 2023. This week, we're doing Best Shows. And we've covered quite a lot of ground. And we want to hear from you. What was your favourite? I will say that by far, the the show most mentioned so far has been exactly the one we just heard. It's Loki. But let us know what was your favourite thing you watched last year. On TV. You can WhatsApp 018 789 8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Arvind, we've arrived at your number one.
2: Yeah, this is my <laughs> number one. So, Loki Season 2 was my favorite show of uh, 2023. I know that objectively it's not the best show. Like you can say, the Bear is so much better, and Succession is so much better as shows, right? As a, as as a piece. Um, but I didn't watch the Succession finale five times like I did Loki. I didn't watch uh, video essay dissections of the Loki finale uh, for the other shows. Um, I didn't listen to podcasts of the finale and recaps <laughs> and reviews of the entire season for the other shows. So, just as like like personally um this the second season of Loki and the series finale at, at this point um was so good I will say that the fi- the finale or the last two episodes make up for the lulls in the season um but they were so 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 strong that I that I honestly don't care if there were lulls in the season at all
1: no I I completely agree mm. with you um I actually think that if I were to vote for best Episode of 2023 co- across all TV shows, the Loki finale and the Strawberry episode. I f- I forget what it's actually called now. It's just long, a long strawberry, right? I think so. Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. um, I think so. From the Last of Us might actually be on top um, because they are such good, just like great episodes of television, right? Um, but Loki, the the entire se- season two does have some episodes that feel a little bit like they're just kind of placeholders, which doesn't mean that like Tom Hiddleston isn't. A Amazing. Um yeah, but it's it's definitely a high point. I was so glad that season two lived up to season one, which is legitimately great. I loved
0: Loki. I I I think it's satisfying in an emotional way. It's satisfying in a geeky and nerdy way. The only reason it wasn't up there for me is because um Succession does all of that for me as well. <laughs> and like <laughs> and stacks the cast in a greater way. But I, I think that um That's interesting. We should return to the best episode thing. Because I think this year there were a lot of really Mm. good episodes. But first, the Loki messages. Because Ken Ling says, The Loki TV series is great, especially season 2 in 2023. It wrapped up his narrative pretty nicely. Meanwhile, we have Yahya, who says, The only 2023 thing I watched were Loki and What If. Loki was my favourite. Jonathan Majors and Tom Hiddleston were amazing. However, I feel it should have been a movie instead of weekly episodes because some episodes to me felt like filler. What if Season 2 overall was better than Season 1? It started off great with the first episode, but there are problems overall, especially with the finale.
1: I won't spoil it, but you'd know if you watch. Oh, well, I haven't I haven't gotten back on what if, even though I really enjoyed Season 1, so maybe I will. Um, I, I don't know if I think Loki... Would season two would be better as a movie. I think there's something to the episodic structure that builds up to the last two episodes that I wouldn't want to trade off. But I do agree that some episodes felt like uh, filler. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I meant.
2: The the new what-if season is fantastic. Like there, there are some episodes there that are so, so strong. Um, some stuff from season one, way better, but there are strong episodes in uh, season two. Also, I love... One of the reasons I love Loki um, so much as a show um, is because you get actors like Tom Hiddleston, um, powerful actors, saying glib-glob time machine you know, <laughs> thing uh, going through the whatever and all kinds of jargon that doesn't make sense. The MCU knows it doesn't make sense because they add on to it episode by episode so there's no template or blueprint for how any of this works. But they just say things in the most serious face with all the stakes in the world. I love seeing time that. Time slipping. Time yes. slipping. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, Crazy Now also says please watch this series so underrated Marvel's What If and Sam says the best for twenty twenty. So far, uh, Loki season two, but also One Piece, Moving, and Pluto.
1: Oh, hmm. um, I've heard so much about Moving, um, and because it's a superheroes thing, I've been quite keen to give it a go. Uh, but well, One Piece and Loki we've already talked about. Pluto is new to me though. No, what is Pluto?
0: It's a um, it's animation, oh. yes, from Netflix oh, on okay. Netflix from Japan. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Mm. Um, it's interesting because we've mentioned a couple already, including uh, blue Eye Samurai, which is such a big deal at the moment. Actually, I think we're late to it. Um, it's been a a big deal for a while but I also hadn't heard of Pluto we have um, other thoughts so Munif is talking about moving as well saying best TV show has to be South Korea's moving in a sea of Marvel and DC duds moving reminded us that superhero stuff can still be fun yet compelling and then some more the characters from main to supporting to one-offs are so memorable the story incredibly emotional the powers are well thought out consistent and they affect the narrative instead of being a mindless CGI light show Invincible would have been first but the second half of season two comes out this year, Monarch's finale is
1: today or that would have been a strong contender too? if you know, Invincible would have been up there for me for best show of 2023 if not for the fact that they split the show over 2023 and 2024. Um, yeah. I, I don't like the lull. I'm a bit annoyed by it because I don't want to wait for the rest of the story. Uh, but agreed and I'm really excited about Monarch. I haven't watched it yet.
2: I'm also waiting for the monarch finale. Um, it's a good show. Um, it, it's um, it has such a such a like a nostalgic vibe to it. And also same thing. Serious actors, like good actors, saying all flum flam, whatever, <laughs> nothing, trying to make monsters look serious. It's so bonkers that show, but it's done so earnestly that I cannot help but enjoy it. Also Godzilla.
0: So you know. yes, um, Ding says, have you watched Ted Lasso? Okay, so yes, we have. Um, we reviewed. Every season, I wanna yes, say. I yeah. think we've reviewed every season of Ted Lasso. <laughs> so you can find that on our on our podcasts. That's on the app as well as our site, bfm.mine. But I think this is maybe a bit more of a question about why Ted Lasso hasn't been brought up so far. Um Ding, I'm really sorry. I'm assuming that your message is one of enjoyment of Ted Lasso. That I am
1: assuming. I don't know. I was I no, I was I'm actually rapidly googling. Was Ted Lasso season three last year? Yes, it was. Oh my gosh! Was it not? Oh, it yes, did. it was. It I'm was. so sorry. I I think I blocked it because of how disappointed I was.
0: Yeah. So I was gonna say that. Um, I I wish. I I, I hate saying this to fans. Um, I really I think
1: Ted Lasso makes me angry. <laughs> like the the most recent <laughs> season actively angers me. I think I I think of Ted Lasso season one the most with a lot of fondness. And because I love that season so much, I've rewatched it so many times. Um, Every time I think Ted Lasso, I think, oh, four-year-old show. Hmm. Um, And not that actually there was one season last year that I didn't particularly fancy.
2: I I know I had problems with the final season. I liked it a lot. Um, I had some problems, but I think... Because there's no Ted Lasso this year, and because I missed the show, I've grown to love season three.
0: But you do this. I do. You specifically do do this. (laughs) Yes, I do.
2: Um, Because I would love to have like a Ted Lasso season four. And because it's not there, I'm like, oh, okay, so I'll love the final season. Season
1: four as in continuing the arc from season three? Yeah. It's
2: It's the absence of the show that I enjoyed that made me like the final season of the show that we... Got
1: right. Yeah. Okay.
2: I think I did the same thing for Game of Thrones in yes. the final season. I think yes. I did the same I, thing I, for Game I, of Thrones. I
0: mean, you are our resident Star Wars prequel person, so I, I think that you kind of do this, and and you know, more power to you. Ding is back to say yes. I don't want to finish the show, and Ding, I get it. I think that the characters are so lovable, and you want what's best for them because they are all trying to be better people. That you you feel that one-piece feeling of wanting to be you know, part of the team, of wanting that sense of camaraderie. And I will say that it's because of that feeling that I'm disappointed. So if yeah. I hadn't loved the characters, I wouldn't mind um, that, that some of the storylines didn't make sense or, or that some of the story arcs I felt were actually kind of detrimental to character development. I wouldn't have minded. But it's because I love the characters that it hurt
1: a bit. Think if if at all interested, Bill Lawrence, who developed Ted Lasso, left in season three to go do shrinking. So if you haven't watched Shrinking, I would highly recommend oh, it. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. They they blame the, the the story issues of season three Ted Lasso for Bill Lawrence. Uh, sorry, um on, on Bill Lawrence leaving. So Ted Lasso
2: lost and shrinking gained.
1: Yeah. Huh. I, I certainly think so. Huh. But Ding, that's a recommendation.
0: So if you do end up finishing Ted Lasso and find yourself a little bit adrift, um, shrinking is waiting yeah. for you on Apple. Aslan says, favorites are hard. I will go for the best feeling that stayed with me, which is a fantastic way to categorize it strangely. My favourite for 2023 is Star Trek Strange New Worlds, even though Season 1 started in 2022, but it surprised me again at how Star Trek is able to ensnare me once more. I thought I was done after my favourite, Star Trek Voyager. I just can't understand how it can reinvent itself in so many ways, but still maintain that weird, familiar feeling. I feel like the show is like some zeitgeist incarnate. Anyways, I really enjoyed having that renewed feeling of wonder again. Definitely waiting for Season 3. Sorry to sound like a gushing Star Trek fan. Okay. Okay, I'm done.
1: Never apologize for being a fan. Everybody mm. should have should be able to celebrate being a fan of anything. Um, Roshan Ganesan actually was talking about Strange New Worlds with so much excitement a couple of weeks ago that I was almost convinced to get back to watching it. I just find things like Star Trek and Doctor Who very intimidating because there's so many episodes to kind of catch up on um, that I sort of tell myself, someday once I'm retired, I'll do <laughs> this.
2: So I'm a bit um, blur about how the, the Star Trek chronology, right? Strange New Worlds is not the animated show. There is an animated show. There is like a cartoon or an animated series, I want to say. but then Yes,
1: but I don't think that's Strange New Worlds. No. But,
2: but then there's also something on Paramount Plus, that we don't have, we or don't, we do. Yes. Um, Look at us, experts. Th- th- that's a live action <laughs> thing, um, but it's only because, like I, like I don't follow Star Trek, but I've heard so many, many, many good things about Strange New Worlds that I want to.
0: Star Trek, I think, can be tough sometimes as a new fan because there are you. Well, you get the basic premise. Different. Different. Ships have had different crews, um, different timelines have had different
1: stories, and it just gets very. I'm, I'm uncertain. New as generation to, was my last proper huh, Star Trek. That's how left behind when, I am. When was that? That's Picard. Oh, yeah. So that's like when I was growing as up. Supposed to Kirk. As opposed well, Kirk well, also, yeah. yes, but Picard is the one that I most remember. And then since then I know like bits and pieces. I've seen a little bit of Voyager, but not enough to like be able to jump back in and like know the stories and whatever. But they all work in the same timeline. Uh yes. But with not... the movies? Oh. No, the movies are like Kirk.
2: Oh right. Yeah. Right, so there's no cartoon. I think I just imagined it. Um, <laughs> I was like, I, there's a
1: Star Trek cartoon? Yeah, I, I know
2: that there's a new thing or two new things, but yeah, I think I made it up in my head.
0: Okay, so I think to close off, um, in in our conversation about favorite tv shows this year um let's talk about favorite episodes because i think that we in the age of prestige television there is this real thing that standalone episodes can be as memorable as entire films can can really do exactly that and i thought it would be fun to talk about those to talk about the episodes that we really remember
1: Well, I've already said which one minus. I think we we didn't discuss this, so I might later regret that I picked this, but I don't think so. Um, Long, long time, The Last of Us episode is probably my favourite episode of TV. Um, And it's it's ironic because it doesn't actually feature any of the main cast members of the show, right? Um, And I think because it does that thing that TV is able to do, which is to take just a certain amount of time to tell a story really well. Um, It's almost a short film because those characters are, Uh, Self-contained, at least in this season. Um, And I loved it so, so very much because it still tells a story about the show and the world of the show. But also gives us a little interlude. I, I still think it's beautiful. It's genius. It's so yeah. good. That yeah, episode yeah. Is genius. Yes.
2: Um, my mine is is still the, the Loki season finale. Um, favorite episode of last year. Um, especially when the MCU is on a on a decline and they're not doing so well in terms of storytelling. The and finale plot. Of
1: Loki is amazing. Like so intelligent. So I don't know. Better than a lot of things the MCU has done. So much.
2: And it's also a very um feelzy sort of uh, finale. Like very very emotionally powerful. Right. Because the mechanics don't make sense the science doesn't make sense maybe the timelines don't make sense but the way they wrap the the story and the way they um do justice for the character that's been there for what how how many years uh, more than a decade all of that is just like perfect plot and and writing and stuff lah. um but if it's not that then it would have to be episode three of last of us or episode five of succession the final season i want to say
0: episode five
2: episode five it's not the episode that you're thinking of?
0: No, no, I I, I have the list open because mine's also from Succession. Yeah. So episode five, interesting. Yeah, 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 that's a good one. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't have been on five? mine. You have to give me a hint. Uh, they they go to Norway.
1: Ah, yes. okay.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, All right. Yeah,
0: they go to Norway. Uh, okay, my favorite, favorite, favorite episode of this year. I love Long, Long Time. Um, I thought about it for weeks after, but my favorite is Fox. In the Bear, season two, episode seven. Mm. Oh, yeah. I think it's a fantastic episode. I've rewatched it. I've rewatched it and also because it's a genius move to put it after episode six. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a need, they've 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 slapped us around a bit, and now we need a hug. And episode seven provides that hug. Um, and for a character that before that I think you're not exactly sure what what's up with him. So I love that episode. Um but if we're talking about succession, then for me it is either episode three, Connor's wedding, um, <laughs> or it would be America Decides, which I, I thought knew you were going to sh- pick. America, America Decides. America Decides is a that great was episode. Stressful. It's a beautiful yeah. episode though. The construction of it is is insane and genuinely scary. Yes. Right? Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Okay. Uh, just to close off though, we did get a message from. Um, Bucker who says Silo and Vox Machina. So Vox Machina is uh, the legend of Vox Machina on Amazon Prime, it looks like. Uh, and it is an animated fantasy. And Silo, are either of you watching Silo? No, so Not Silo,
1: yet. you know something? I actually recently discovered that Silo is based on a series of books that I really enjoyed. By Hugh Howie, And I oh. actually literally had no idea um, because the books were called Wool. Um, so I didn't know they were the same thing. And so I've decided I'm going to watch it. I just haven't started. This is Apple, right? Apple, yes. yeah. Mm. But uh, very well reviewed, um, especially by sci-fi fans. Yeah, people
0: mm. love it. Um, mm. But also continuing that trend of having movie stars in TV shows and people still don't know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because Rebecca Ferguson is not
1: that, Rebecca right? Rebecca Ferguson, yeah. Tim Robbins, yeah. Rashida Jones. <laughs> but no. Apple Money. <laughs> yes, they have all the
2: yes. heavyweights yeah. mm, no they marketing
1: do. <laughs> um,
0: so okay we've been talking about our favourite shows of 2023 actually there are a number of exciting things coming up this year as well um, favourites returning some new stuff that people are talking about so maybe in a year when we do this um, the names are going to be entirely different who knows but thank you everybody for getting in touch you've been listening to Popcorn Culture BFM 89.9